This show is supported by State Farm. You have insurance for your home, your health, and your car. Why don't you have insurance for your small business? So many small business owners think they don't need or don't even know about small business insurance. Protecting a source of revenue is one thing, but so is protecting all of your hard work and your team members. State Farm agents are all small business owners too, so they know how to help small business owners choose personalized policies that fit their budgets. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Here he is, Dr. History. Good morning, Zeb. How what are a you? great day. Sunshine. And- we should have done this program outside. Yeah. Have the birds singing and the dogs and yeah. No, not, <laughs> no, the, dogs. not the dogs. Never mind. Never it mind. was a bad idea. That dog barks and barks <laughs> and barks. How are you? I'm great. How's I'm your great. lovely wife? She's doing good. Good. Having a she's over on the Oregon coast just enjoying life and she left you here alone she did I, 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 I'm I, wondering if I can get a little food before I leave you know so I don't starve you, you know you're, you're so comfortable here you just come in and go right to my refrigerator <laughs> hey it's more than what's on mine <laughs> what are we going to talk about we're going to talk about a bad bad guy and a pretty good guy how do you discern between the well, two well you're going to have to judge that okay alright here we go alright Toya Texas Okay. wasn't much of a settlement in the 1890s, not much more than a wide place in the trail, but uh, this rangeland community, approximately 20 miles southwest of Pecos, boasted several saloons into the thirsty cowboys who worked on the ranches. That was really all that mattered. Uh, it was kind of a watering hole for those guys, and so naturally it attracted some gamblers and the other kind of kind of not-so-good people in that uh, mm-hmm. area. What part of Texas was that in? Southwest, southwest of Pecos. Southwest yeah. of Pecos. So I'm okay. gathering it's probably just a little tiny place. Yeah, well, right yeah, but yeah. nothing's tiny in Texas. Yeah. Well, so here we are, September day, 1896, a okay. tall, lean man in a black hat, a black frock coat, walked along the streets in Toya toward one of the saloons. Uh-oh. He had a shotgun tucked under his arm. Oh, my. But other than the weapon, he had a mild appearance and might almost have been taken for a minister. Oh, yeah. In fact, some people knew him as Deacon Jim. Uh Not because he was actually Deacon, but because of the way he looked and because they had a habit of going to church. I see. Now. With the shotgun. He was not on his way to church today. Moving purposely, he went to the entrance of one of the saloons. Oh, boy. Lifted the shotgun. The saloon had those usual kind of bat wing doors, you know. Yeah. And Deacon, the one that a uh, guy like me on crutches can't get through. That's right. So Deacon Jim thrust the twin barrels of the shotgun over the bat wings, looked inside, probably trying to squint to see in the darkness, you know, what was in there. He spotted his person Uh-oh. sitting at a table, hand of cards laid out in front of him. Deacon Jim didn't hesitate. He pressed both triggers of the shotgun. At once? At once. The weapon roared and recoiled against his shoulder, and the outcome was not good for the guy on the other end. Uh, how about everybody in the room? <laughs> yeah. So we got to go back now, okay? So the trouble all started in Pecos, which was founded about 1881, and within a few years, Pecos had gone from a single tank water stop to a bustling community that supplied the uh, point for all the ranches across that area of West Texas. Yeah, that's where Pecos Bill rode the tornado. Yeah, yeah. and with the growth of uh, Pecos came the need for law and order. Okay, now here's our other number one player. Okay. Bud Frazier was one of the first sheriffs to serve in this county. And he was a tough guy, and no nonsense. He enforced the law completely and well. Well, it was a big county, though, and no one man could cover it all. So Frazier hired several deputies to assist him. 
One of them signed on with the sheriff in 1891. His name was Jim Miller. I got to remember that. Jim Miller. He's our other number one player in okay, this story. I got it. Okay, so Miller was born in Arkansas in 1861. He was kind of a quiet, unassuming young man who spoke little of his past for good reason. Mm-hmm. His peaceful exterior concealed a man who, in modern day terms, would be called a sociopath. Oh, oh my. A man without feeling, feelings who could kill in the blink of an eye and never feel any remorse. And, and Charles Manson type. Yeah. And Westerners who come to know him well enough to see his uh, kind of fake outside said he was just no good. He was mm. a skunk. Uh, he would never you just look at him, you know, but he looked okay. He dressed in a black hat and, yeah. this, and this black long coat. Yeah, kind of like a chiropractor. That? Yeah, almost. <laughs> but this coat... now. Uh, this coat he buttoned up nearly to the chin in hot days. In no matter what the season, blazing hot Texas sun. He wore, but you'll see here in a little bit why. Okay. Well, later it was said by some that Miller had murdered his own grandparents when he was only eight years old. His first documented killing was that of his brother-in-law when Miller was 22, and already his choice of weapons was the shotgun. Well, he was put on trial in Arkansas for killing his brother-in-law, and he was found guilty, but the conviction was overturned. Now, really? we've heard that time and time again. Kind of scared the judge. Yeah, so anyway, he moved on to Texas. Now, this is when he got to Pecos, uh-huh. and he found Sheriff Bud Frazier in need of deputies. He applied for the job. Frazier, who uh, probably wished later that he had done some more checking into Miller's background, swore him in and gave him a badge. He gave this guy a badge? Yeah. Yeah. Now, most folks in Pecos actually liked Jim at first. Yeah. He was polite, soft-spoken. He didn't booze it up in the saloons. He didn't dip snuff. He attended church faithfully. Kind of like you. Yeah. He he seemed to love belting out the hymns with the rest of the congregation. Handsome in a way with dark uh, that, hair. That, they're the similarity left. <laughs> it ends. Sweeping mustache. But uh, he'd been looked upon in favor by some of the mothers in town that had spinster daughters. I mean, this he was he was good at this. Oh, so, my. Okay, now this is probably a good time. Let's take a little break. Oh, you're going to leave me hanging like a oh, Saturday yeah. morning cereal. Yeah, we'll get back oh, to it. Oh, my. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go away. Stay real close to your radio because we're going to find out more. Don't forget Minicash's sales at 1321 East Main Street in Burley. Zach, how are you? you got to come over and do the program with us. And if you're thinking about... Remodeling your house, they've got everything for you over there. All the lumber packages. Why, Doctor History will even come over and pound the nails. And if you want to redo your roof, they've got all the shingles. They've got everything. Upgrade your windows. They got all the carpet. Holy cow! They've got everything for you at Minicasha Sales. Wonderful people. 1321 East Main Street in Burley. What are you waiting for? They're right across the street from the airport. Eight seven eight two zero nine one. And now. Let's find out more. All right. Like I said, Jim Miller was looked upon as a an eligible bachelor. Uh-huh. Uh, so it was a young woman named Sally Clements Sally. who caught Miller's attention. He married her and started up a ranch while continuing to serve as deputy sheriff. So he was a good guy. Hang on. <laughs> it was about this time that people began to wonder about Miller. No one could quite figure out where the money and the livestock he used to establish his ranch had come from. Oh. questionable. They were okay? a gift from a great uncle. Yeah, but some of the cattlemen in the area had been hit recently by rustlers, and suspicion soon fell on Miller and his new wife's family. Oh, this doesn't sound good. And uh, the, this family kind of was... Uh, 
reputation kind of questionable. So she was not a nice lady either. Well, she just supported her husband. What can we say? Uh. In his chosen occupations. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So the question of whether or not Miller had turned cattle thief had never been settled. The Clemens family, despite their uh, failings, seemed to be honest and probably came in for an undue share of the blame. But the suspicion surrounding Miller kind of drove a wedge into the people of Pecos. So they began they, to dislike they, yeah, it. Yeah, some of the citizens still believed and supported Miller, and others were of the opinion that no matter how civilized he seemed to be, he was nothing but a crook. I see. Now, here we go. No matter what Sheriff Bud Frazier thought about it, he had to look into the situation. Yeah, he was checking this yeah. guy. Yeah, I mean, Miller was one of his deputies, yeah. after all, and he couldn't allow this suspicion to hang over Miller's head. So, Sheriff Frazier's investigation satisfied him that Miller was not involved with the rustling. He but, asked him. He yeah. just flat asked yeah, him. He, he says, says, did no. you steal any cows? And he says, no. No, no. But the damage had already been done. So Miller kind of resented uh, Frazier's uh, accusations, oh. so to speak. And Frazier didn't like the way Miller had made the sheriff's office look. So there was starting to be a little uh, conflict yeah. between these two men. And you'll see. Not but good. Anyway, well, when Frazier had to leave Pecos for a while on business, sheriff had to leave, he put Miller in charge of the town. Was that a good thing? You'll see. <laughs> that proved to be another mistake by the sheriff. And Miller, being the kind of guy who was, he kind of looked the other way whenever there was any law breaking going on. In other words, he he just let things go. So, now rumors began to be whispered around Pecos that Miller was plotting to have Sheriff Frazier killed when he returned. Now, friends of Frazier got the word to him in El Paso and warned him of this scheme. And uh, uh, so Miller's plan called for two of his outlaw friends to be on the platform at the railroad station when the train came in carrying Frazier. The gunmen would pretend to have an argument. They would start blasting away at each other, missing their shots, of course, except for a stray bullet that would accidentally hit Sheriff Frazier so his murder would look like an accident. You know, this doesn't sound like a well-thought-out plot because the other guy that's in the shootout, maybe he's a better shot and couldn't help it. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Well, the plan might have worked if Frazier had not been warned, and when the train came into the station, Frazier wasn't alone. He had two... Rough-looking guys with him, one of which was a Texas Ranger. Those guys are bad dudes. Mean dudes. So Miller's outlaw guys took one look at that and decided, hey, we're out of here. So they didn't pull their guns? No, they they split. They took off. There goes the theater play. Yeah. But Frazier, Sheriff Frazier, spotted Miller, and he placed him under arrest on a charge of conspiracy to commit murder. So the sheriff gets back into town, and he knows what's going to happen. So he arrests the deputy. Right, Miller. Yeah. Now, the bad thing is no one was willing to testify against Miller. I mean, they were afraid, you know. And so he was acquitted at a trial in El Paso and returned to Pecos and, of course, no longer a deputy sheriff. You would think he wouldn't have come back. I know. But, you know, his wife and he had a ranch there. Yeah, uh, on leased cattle. (laughs) (laughs) Strays. Anyway, Miller bought a hotel in Pecos and seemed to be living the life of an honest citizen. Uh, Frazier didn't believe that for a second. He had a grudge against Miller. So despite having no legal justification, Sheriff Frazier took his gun and went looking for Miller. Oh, this is bad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> this word gets a little interesting too. Okay, they met. You always have these cliffhangers. I know, I know. So they met on the street, and with no warning, Sheriff Frazier opened fire. 
really. Let him have it. His first shot hit Miller in the chest, but somehow it didn't seem to have any effect. I think I know where you're headed. Frazier fired again, drilling Miller's right arm. Okay, that was his gun arm. So to defend himself, he had to reach across his body, draw his gun with his left hand. But unlike a lot of gunmen who were equally deadly with either either hand, Miller wasn't very good with his left hand. I see. His first shot hit the dirt, and then it... (laughs) He squeezed off another, and it actually hit a storekeeper on the side. On the side (laughs) of the street? Yeah, that was watching. This guy was not a very (laughs) good marksman. This show is supported by State Farm. Insurance is a part of any solid financial plan. Making sure you have the important things in life covered is one of the best ways to give yourself a little breathing room when things go awry. It's important to protect not only your business, but yourself as a business owner and all current and future team members. State Farm agents know what it takes to run and protect a small business because State Farm agents are all small business owners and they live and work in your community. So they're deeply attuned to what's happening with other small businesses in your market. If you have a small business and are interested in making sure you're protected, reach out to your local State Farm agent to learn more about what you need. They'll help you find the right policy at the right price for your business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. So while Sheriff Miller was throwing lead around wildly, Frazier continued to fire, and his uh, slug smacked into the breast of Miller's coat. No damage. Frazier finally sh- uh, hit a shot that went into Miller's abdomen. Well, Wait a minute. He's, th- these two guys are shooting at each yeah. other standing in the street. Yeah. Well, until Miller got shot in the stomach. Then he dropped to the ground. Uh-huh. Okay. Now this is Miller, the bad guy. Yeah. Now for Sheriff Frazier, he put his gun away and walked away. Just walked away. He walked away. Yeah. Left the guy laying yeah. there. So bystanders picked up Miller's crumpled, bloody form and carried him inside the lobby of his hotel. And a local doctor was summoned, and he peeled back the lapels of the coat to get at Miller's wounds. I bet I know what's coming. The men surrounding him knew why Miller had always worn the coat, no matter what the weather. An iron breastplate was inside it. No kidding. That's why Frazier shots had just bounced off his chest. Holy cow. <laughs> Superman unclothed. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, now the, the wound to Miller's belly was a serious one, but he survived. He survived that? He survived that, which, again, is unusual back yeah, in the old west. Yeah, really. They always looked at uh, stomach wounds and said, yep, yeah, yeah, he's dead. Yeah, he's dead. But he did recover. And anyway, it came time for election for the sheriff to come up. and. So the guy healed up. Yeah. Yeah, but Sheriff Frazier looked bad, and the community did not reelect him as the sheriff. How could he look bad when this other guy was the bad dude? I know, I know. Anyway, so Miller got some satisfaction now uh, telling his friends that he had run Frazier out of town, and Miller declared he would settle the score between him and Frazier once and for all. Uh-oh. All right. Now, months passed. Okay. Months. Months. So Miller, the we bad need some music guy. here. <laughs> we do. So Miller, the bad guy, was back on his feet, still living in Pecos when Pecos, when Frazier rode into town on the day after Christmas in 1894. Oh, I thought Frazier. you said it was all in 1896. No, this is 1894 now. Oh, <laughs> we're going back. We're going back. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so old Sheriff Frazier still had some business interests in Pecos and had returned to look after them and. Sheriff, old Sheriff Frazier had no doubt that Miller would try to kill him if they ran into each other. No kidding. So, 
when Frazier spotted Miller walking into the street, just as he had on the previous occasion, he hauled out his six-shooter and commenced shooting. Just started shooting? Yeah, just started shooting. It wasn't any, hi, how you doing, how's the cattle <laughs> no, business? just started shooting. Started shooting. Holy okay, cow. now, in an odd coincidence, Frazier's first bullet ripped through Miller's right arm, just as it had the first time. Yeah, well, you, his and, right arm is still usable? Yeah, and so he had to use his left hand to draw his gun. Oh, and, here we go again. And return fire. Look and out, neighborhood. <laughs> once again, the bullets were going all over the place. <laughs> well, eventually, the old sheriff, uh, Frazier, shot Miller in the leg. He closed in, ready to finish him off. And your phone went off. That was the deal right there in the movie. They were ready to shoot each other, and your phone went off. I should have let that keep playing, shouldn't I? So, anyway, Frazier closed in to finish Miller off. He fired three shots at Miller's chest. Oh, he didn't he learn? Incredibly, nobody had ever told Frazier the reason Miller survived their first shootout. Couldn't he hear the clinking? <laughs> I guess not. So anyway, old sheriff's eyes must have got pretty wide in horror and surprised when the three shots to Miller's chest just had no effect. So anyway, so Fraser backed off and he turned and ran because he could see he wasn't Fraser. He thought he was actually up against Superman. I guess. So now it was Miller's turn to bring in the law. Okay. Now plenty of witnesses had seen old sheriff Fraser fire the first shot, and despite the evidence, the jury found that Fraser was not guilty. Even though he started this. Who Again. were these guys on the jury? Yeah. I don't, friends of Miller, I'm going to bet. Uh-huh. They were in the cattle business with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the hostilities continued to simmer as Miller recovered from his latest wounds again. He got shot to pieces yeah. again. Again, except for in the chest. Well, the old Sheriff Frazier, he drifted in around Texas and New Mexico, and his once promising career as a lawman was over. His life was in shambles. He took to drinking and gambling and was commonly found in saloons. I mean, he just, his life went to heck, you know? Boy, I'm glad you clarified that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so it was in a saloon in the small town of Toya. Now, here we go. Here we now go again. Now I know where we are. Okay. Now, old Sheriff Miller found, wait a minute, Jim Miller found old Sheriff Frazier. Yeah. Got to keep these guys Don't straight. Don't get confused. So bad guy Miller seized the opportunity. He carried his shotgun down the street, uh -oh. stopped in the saloon's doorways, aiming over the batwing doors, and twice before, Frazier had opened fire on Miller without warning. Now it was Miller's turn to return the favor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Blasting the double load of buckshot into Frazier, blew him back out of his chair. Frazier had no hidden armor to protect him, and he hit the floor as dead as could be. That was a that was a pretty bad shot right yeah. there. I mean, how many other people got hurt? It doesn't say. So Deacon Jim Miller just turned and walked away, just like uh, uh, Frazier had done. So with the, the old adage, he was a knight in black armor. <laughs> he was. Well, later he was arrested and tried for killing Frazier in yeah. in Texas. And anyway, the first jury was unable to reach a verdict. You got to be kidding! Yeah, and again, we've seen this happen. But anyway, a second trial produced the same result. Miller was acquitted, just as Fraser had been acquitted. I guess they just figured it was some kind of revenge. Who uh, were these people in the jury? I mean, are they all graduates from? <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. Anyway, so Jim Miller went on a long career as a bushwhacker, hired killer, was considered one of the most cold-blooded killers in the West. He was even suspected by some of having been hired to murder. Pat Garrett. No. The New, Max, you yeah. know, the New Mexico guy the that sheriff, killed Billy yeah, the Kid. Supposedly. Yeah, supposedly. 
So, but his luck ran out when he was hired to ambush and kill a man in Oklahoma Territory in 1909. He carried out the murder. He actually did it. That was only a couple years before yeah. you were born. <laughs> I know. It's close. But he was arrested soon after in Fort Worth. And he probably felt like there was no reason to worry. I mean, he'd been tried for murder before and always had walked away. Yeah. Well, the only problem was that this time the case never came to trial. Here's the demise. A mob stormed the jail where Miller and the men who had hired him were being held. They took the four prisoners out of their cells, dragged them into a nearby barn. Ropes were thrown over the rafters. Nooses placed around the necks of the four men. One by one, with Miller saved for last, they were hauled off their feet and hung. So not even a whole suit of armor could have saved Deacon Jim Miller from the rope. Unless it had one of those deals that went around his neck. <laughs> well, what went around his neck finished him off. So he was hung in a barn. He was hung in a how barn. How old was he after all the shooting and everything? You know, it never does really say how old really? the guy was. I mean, he started out bad as a young man. And now, just... wouldn't you think, Doc, after that story, and I've only got a minute left, but wouldn't you think that in the days of the Old West, when something happened like this to instigate the problem, that either one or both of these guys would have left the area and tried to start over someplace else? You would Like think. maybe 700 or 1,000 miles away? Yeah, I mean, if you've got a guy wandering around town, you know has you in his gun sights I would think you'd think about moving. Yeah, well, Frazier, he came back to the town and I yeah. wouldn't have come back or Miller came back to the town. Yeah, yeah, they, uh, I don't know, I, I'm like you, I would have packed up and headed somewhere, anywhere. Oh my goodness, so they both met their demise. They're both dead, yep. yeah. Yep. Holy so. cow, one got hung, the other one got buckshot. <laughs> he did. Wow. You know, just the law of the Old West, I think the guns and the yeah. and the rope still. And some of the dumbest jury members in the world. <laughs> yeah, and who would have thought a uh, metal pl- chest plate, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, Miller probably thought, you know, somebody's going to shoot me one of these days. Well, wouldn't you hear a ricochet or something? I mean, wouldn't you have a clue that maybe this guy is trying to play like Sir Lancelot or something? You know, you'd think when he comes up there and pumps three shells into his chest, and nothing happens. Yeah. I mean, my goodness, you can hear the metal, can't you? I would, I would think so. Maybe these two guys weren't the brightest guys in the old west. <laughs> I guess. Okay. Hey, that was a good story. Well, that was, you know, and I, I hate to step out of here again, but I'm going to bet. None of our listeners maybe have heard this, but I've said that before, and and people have called me or sent yeah. me emails saying, "Nah, we we know about that guy." Yeah. So if anybody knows of these two guys, uh, send me a message. Yeah. Well, so, uh, maybe somebody's a blacksmith that made the metal chest protector or <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you did it again, Doctor History, brought to you by Minicasha Sales, thirteen twenty one East Main Street in Burley, right across from the airport. Zach and the rest of the crew with everything you need to remodel your home. You stop in and see them today. Really nice people at Minicasha Sales. Thanks, Doc. Appreciate you. You bet. Have a good day, Zeb. You're going to be here next week? Yes. Good. All right. We'll talk to you then. Thanks to State Farm for supporting this show and helping our listeners protect their businesses and lives. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.